welcome to Momentum Melon podcast. In our interview this time with Dr. Egan Brockhoff, would you care to introduce yourself? Good morning, Brandon. Yeah, my name is Dr. Egan Brockhoff. I am a uh, veterinarian and the veterinary counselor for the Canadian Port Council. Excellent. So the first question we have to ask is, uh, what's African swine fever and how it's how does it spread? Yeah, so African swine fever is a virus. Uh, it's a unique virus. It's the only virus in its particular family. Uh, it affects only um, uh, domestic pigs um, and uh, wild boar. Uh, and it is spread primarily from pig to pig contact. Um, or moving, you know, moving pig, pig products uh, around the world and exposing them to pigs. So um, pig to pig contact or moving those pigs is the primary way that that virus is spread. Excellent. So we, as uh, my audience already knows, uh, there's a lot of biosecurity protocol within Canada regarding pigs. So could you go over some of those methods and the most popular methods of preventing the spread of different diseases and touch it upon whether or not it's, it's sufficient to prevent the spread of African swine fever? Yeah, so, you know, biosecurity are all those measures that we can put in place to stop or prevent the movement of disease along different contamination pathways. And so um, we divide biosecurity up into three main categories. So the first is exclusion biosecurity or uh, external biosecurity. And those are the measures we put in place to keep diseases um, out. And so we do exclusion biosecurity for the whole country. For example, we have border controls put in place to prevent um, the movement of illegal meat products into the country. Um, we don't import uh, meat products from countries affected with certain diseases. So we have exclusion biosecurity at the level of our borders. And then we have biosecurity um, at our farms as well, in our feed mills, in our truck washes, all across um, the different points in the value chain, um, biosecurity can be implemented. At the farm level, when we talk about external biosecurity, we talk a lot about um, so keeping animals out, so doing uh, maintaining a static population to prevent disease from being introduced from other animals. Uh, and then um, making sure semen and embryos that you bring in are free of disease. And then thinking about other indirect ways you could move disease. So on the bottom of someone's feet, uh, on their shoes, um, with supplies coming in, so on feed bags or within feed itself, uh, transport trucks, dirty transport trucks, all of those things can move disease in. Um, so it's external biosecurity really focuses on keeping diseases out. We also then have two other categories of biosecurity, internal biosecurity, which is all about dealing with disease you have 
in trying to minimize its impacts through good management. And then the third category is biocontainment. So now you've got a new disease and you don't want it to spread to the rest uh, of your friends or your family or your neighbors. And what measures do you put in place to prevent disease spread? So um, those are the three big spaces with biosecurity. Uh, there's been a lot of work put on external biosecurity always. Those big things you can do to keep disease out. And different diseases have different contamination pathways. Some of them are aerosolized, some of them are not. And so what measures can you do to minimize aerosolization? Um, some diseases are very easily tracked in on footwear. Others are not. Um, some move in feces very well. Other move in oral fluids very well. And so understanding those different contamination pathways. Um, was the truck washed? Um, was it washed with a disinfectant? Was the truck thermally assist dried after it was disinfected? Uh, or was the whole thing just sprayed out with a fire hose? Um, understanding how disease moves helps us create uh, these external barriers for multiple different diseases. And so building, building in um, tools to stop multiple diseases is always our goal. To try to expand on this a little bit further, and I hope you don't mind, uh, I've heard stories of, of different containment facilities, areas within pig farms where they strip off their old clothes and they put on some new clothes at, that are sterilized and then they use a type of foot wash that has a lot of bleach. Would this be sufficient to help prevent the spread of African swine fever and whether, whether exclusionary methods are used in pig farming outside of that? So having a good entryway. So there's always multiple entries into barns. There's going to be a front door and a side door. But the door that moves people in um, should always have a proper, what we call a Danish entry. So you walk in, you remove your footwear, you remove your jacket, you step over a barrier. Um, after you've stepped over that barrier, you remove all your outer clothes. You have a shower. Um, if ideally you have a shower where you shower off and then you step through to the other side and you put on internal clothes, clothes that are washed and laundered inside the barn and never go outside. You put on internal clothes, coveralls, boots, so on and so forth. So just building those lines of separation. And, and I think that's the key point to consider. You're building multiple lines of separation to create a, a barrier between the outside and the inside. It's like layers to an onion. And the more simple, practical, effective layers that you can put in place, the more likely you are to reduce disease. And so whether that be um, transitioning people into the barn, transitioning new pigs into the barn, or even bringing feed into a barn, there's different layers of biosecurity we can put in place to mitigate that risk. Thank you. So if you consider African swine fever as, as virus as it is, if it gets into Canada, will these on-farm practices be sufficient to keep the disease out? 
And so African swine fever is a lethal disease of pigs. So, but it's not a highly infectious disease. So it doesn't spread quickly. Um, African swine fever is, is a slow moving disease. It has a low R naught, if you will. Um, so uh, once or if, if the virus ever arrives uh, into a new space, there is an opportunity to identify the virus and contain the virus. And I spoke earlier about biocontainment. This is a disease that we can contain. It's not aerosolized. Um, there isn't a lot of virus spread in feces uh, or other bodily fluids. Uh, it's mostly contained um, to the blood, um, to the pig's muscle itself. And so this is a disease that we can contain. It's not a fast moving disease, but it is a lethal disease. Anything that it infects, um, you know, there's a 90 some percent chance that any pig infected will die. Luckily, the disease doesn't spread very fast. Excellent. So, expanding from that, how will the, given there's a lot of, lot of uh, trade disagreement ever since African swine fever has shown up between different countries, what methods in terms of biosecurity would be used to prevent the spread and improve trade relations for pork trade? Yeah, you know, Canada has a very strong biosecurity program within the pork sector. Um, we've got a national biosecurity standard from 2010 that's really been a benchmark document um, for good biosecurity practices. Uh, and we audit, um, audited farms against that biosecurity standard. We're in the process of updating our 2010 standard to a new standard now. Um, you know, and, and those good biosecurity practices focusing on external biosecurity uh, will, you know, will definitely be able to keep African swine fever from moving extensively. So, um, you know, managing transports, managing live pig introductions, um, uh, managing people movement, managing tools and equipment. Those are the key things to focus on with keeping disease out. So how would you, how would you figure out which, which pigs have the virus in it and which ones do not? Yeah, so African swine fever, like most diseases, um, there are a number of tests we can run to look for the virus. Um, there's PCR tests we can do to look for the presence of the virus in a population. Um, there are specific lesions that are visible to the veterinarian during um, post-mortem evaluation that, that uh, will stand out as well. So, um, you know, we have a, have a fairly robust surveillance system here in Canada that will that will identify the virus. Since the virus is mostly contained within the blood and the and the muscle tissue, could semen samples be used to produce new genetic diversity rather than typical crossbreeding techniques in order to prevent the spread of that disease? 
So could you repeat that question? I didn't, I don't think I followed you, Brandon. Oh, sorry. Since uh, pig semen is, uh, does not have the, does not, I suppose, have the African swine fever virus within it, could this be used to improve to, for breeding purposes rather than typical natural breeding where, the, where male pig goes and eggs and female pigs? in order to prevent the disease? So the virus, um, you know, you don't see um, breeding boars surviving, you know, you don't see breeding boars spreading the disease because after infection, um, you know, mortality is imminent for most all infected. So, um, although the virus isn't moved aggressively through semen, semen can still be a possible pathway. Um, and, you know, most of our pork production um, has very defined um, genetics programs already. And, and Canada is a world leader in swine genetics. So, you know, we have pretty defined programs. And so, you know, we want to keep African swine fever out of our genetic farms. Um, for sure, because we have, you know, some fabulous genetics in this country. And, and I think that would be our key focus. Excellent. Surprisingly enough, you answered all my questions relatively quickly. So any, any final words you want to give to the audience? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it never hurts to remind people that um, biosecurity is something that needs to be done on a daily basis. It's, just, it's not something you do just once. It's something that you have to do on a daily basis. And, and it's a great way to keep disease um, away from animals. It's a great way to keep disease away from people as well. So um, something that people should focus on critically every day and work with their veterinarian um, every day to protect, to protect their farm. Thank you.